there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for Stock Market Podcast Globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And uh, welcome back to our podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. And welcome to those who've just recently found our podcast. I hope you're enjoying them. Um, we've got uh, we've been doing these for years, uh, Janine and myself. So um, if you've got any subject that you'd like us to cover, please let us know. Just shoot us an email through to info at wealthwithin.com.au. Um, and also for anybody who's, uh, I mean, I've released a new book, Accelerate Your Wealth, It's Your Money, Your Choice. I've released uh, an Australian version, um, which has been out for nearly a year now, actually. And uh, it's selling really, really well. We've got a lot of people doing that. And uh, I've uh, since launched a US book where we I actually analyse the stocks on the Dow Jones. The Australian one, it's the top 20 on the Australian stock market. But uh, So if you haven't got a copy of my new book, Accelerate Worth, get it yourself. Um, go ahead and get one. It's, on, uh, it's in all good bookstores. It's online on our website in Australia and on Amazon in the US. But uh, before I get into my podcast for the week, uh, I've just got a little bit of a special for people. My uh, first book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%. We've got a few boxes here, and I just thought, well, let's just get rid of them, um, so to speak, because I don't think we're, or at this stage, we're not going to do another reprint now. We've got a new book out there. Um, so I'm giving away my book. So if you um, haven't heard or read my first book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%, now's the time to get your copy all you need to do is pay for the shipping which for australia is eight dollars so we'll put the book in the mail to you if you just go to our website wealthwithin.com.au on the home page right at the top just click on it and you'll be able to order my first book uh, which we've been selling for 15 years 14 years at uh, 29.95 so now you can get it for just eight dollars so that's a pretty good bargain and it will teach you how to manage your portfolio, get into stocks, buy, sell, a whole range of other, other things, get you more consistency and more profits in the market. So it's a pretty smart idea to grab yourself a copy while they're still available. So that's my little ad for today. Um, hopefully, uh, you're in, as I said, you're enjoying our podcast. I, I wanted to tackle, I won't say a sensitive subject today, but it's one that I've tackled a few times and one that I constantly have... Um, I was going to say concerns, but I don't think it's concerns. It's more concern for you, uh, the people watching, or sorry, not watching, listening to uh, our podcast. It's it's because what we find, or what I find, is the industry out there is focusing on um, more themselves. And I've been reading, I was reading some stuff in uh, a magazine that I get, an industry magazine I get. Um, called Financial Standard. Now, some interesting stuff in there on exchange-traded funds and actively exchange, active exchange-traded funds rather than passive ones. Um, a lot of people buy index exchange-traded funds, and for the life of me, I can't figure out why people would do that because you're better off buying and holding the top 10 stocks 
on the Australian stock market and you'll cream the return on those every single year um, on on an ETF every single year. So why do that? And, and active ones are charging about 1.3, 1.4% management fee. So really where are you better off? You're better off still buying the top 10 to top 20 stocks in the Australian market and you'll do far, far better. Same with that, the US. And if you're in the US listening to my podcast, same thing. Looking at the top 10 or top 20 stocks on the S&P 500, you'll be doing the same thing. But um, interesting, today I was watching the TV and um, a finance expert was talking about, well, how much, you know, depending on what age you are, how much do you need in superannuation so that uh, you can retire comfortably? Now, this is where I have an issue with the government and the industry, the government or it, the industry is putting out that uh, whatever you've got in your superannuation plus your pension, um, so what do you got to have in your superannuation by the time you retire and then supplementing the rest of it with your pension. Now, um, a lot of people I who've been listening to this podcast for a while will know that my thoughts on pensions are... It's a safety net. That's all it is. It's not a retirement plan, and that's my opinion. And, and you may disagree with me, and that's okay that you might disagree with me, but the pensions, when they were introduced way, way back, 40, 50 years ago, they were introduced as a safety net that if you lived longer than the average person um, and you ran out of money, then there, there would still be some sort of money. So the pension was only designed to support somebody for a few years, not for 20 or 30 years, but maybe five years. You know, let's say the average um, uh, age that people retire was 65 and the average life expectancy of a male or female was, say, 70, and it's not that. But let's say 65 was a retirement age, 70 was the average um, expected life expectancy. And if you ran out of, ran out of money after 70 then the pension would be there. So that's what I meant by a safety net, that if you didn't plan and you, you lived longer than what the normal is, therefore there would be some money there for you to survive and, and you know live and be able to feed yourself. But more and more and more, the pensions become a retirement plan rather than a safety valve. And I always say to people, don't rely on the pension because then you're going to be beholding to the government all the changes in rules and regulations and also, the government can't fund the pension, and increasingly we're seeing on TV um, or other or media where pensioners are struggling. And there was an article in, as I said, the the Financial Standard, which is a magazine that I read um, regularly from the industry or the financial industry. So it's not a, a should I say a. I was going to say mum and dad magazine, but you know what I mean, a public magazine such as. But it's one for financial planners. And it's on the front cover of the, the, the most recent one for June, and it says retiring or rising costs hit retirees. Um, the savings of retirees can't keep up with the skyrocketing costs of goods and services. Uh, a retirement index shows the Australian Association of Superannuation Funds of Australia's largest retirement standard estimates re- estimates estimates, if I can say that correctly, sorry, um, estimates that um, retired couples need 61000 and $61 per year to live a comfortable retirement, um, while singles need $43,255. Now, the amount of money needed to fund living expenses was stable over the March quarter, but this is being eaten away by day-to-day costs of living. Um, costs rose by 1.3% for couples at both the comfortable and modest level in line with movement in CPI. Now, to me, what they talk about is comfortable is 
to me, a little bit more than an existence. Comfortable is you could take a holiday maybe uh, once a year, but nothing spectacular. And they're just, you, you can feed yourself, you can pay for your housing costs, that sort of stuff, but you're not living the dream, I suppose, if that's really a way of saying it, you know, living that lifestyle and having that, you know, great lifestyle that everybody aspires to. It's just comfortable. It's, you're not, you know, living on the bread line, um, struggling, but you find a lot of pensioners are, and we see that all the time. I mean, whether or not the, the media is, they're only showing us those people that don't have a lot of money and are struggling on pensions, um, but they're not giving us statistics of how many pensioners are, but most pensioners I know, they struggle. And I know, and I'm not saying this from somebody who's entitled or who's, you know, um, how do I say it, you know, yes, I earn in the top one percent of people, but I came from a single parent family living on a pension all my childhood. You know, my, my mother was a single mother. Um, you know, my father died when I was three months old. So we grew up on pensions. So I know very, very much how hard it is running on um, government benefits and um, how you have to budget and you have to plan. Now, we would have been called a modest lifestyle back on what was my mother was getting from the government. My mother was supplementing that with um, working, you know, cleaning houses, doing all sorts of things just to get a few extra dollars to just help us have those little things in life. It's not that if we had all these luxuries, I mean, you know, I was always in second-hand clothes, you know, until I was much older, um, until I was in my teenage years and and my brother and sister had left the home and my mum had a little bit of extra money, so from that point of view. But it doesn't change the fact that you are responsible for your retirement, not the government. So treating the pension as a retirement plan is a little unwise in my book because I would rather overshoot it and not get a pension uh, because that way you can control your life. Now, looking at what I was talking about uh, earlier about what was on the uh, television this morning was how much should you have now, depending on your age of the life. Now, if somebody's in around 30, they should have somewhere around $40,000-odd a year. A male should have around about $40,000 a year in their superannuation with a female around about thirty odd thousand dollars a year in their or sorry their average balance is around that um but we're seeing the average 40 year olds is around about 60 something thousand or average you know closer to 45 is around a hundred thousand and this is male and around 50 year olds 145 thousand but we need more than double nearly 30 to 60 percent more than that at least before we can retire. And if you're looking at statistics on retirement, a lot of people wanting that modest lifestyle, remember they're talking about $61,000 a year. If you get 5% return, which is pretty much how they work this out, roughly around 5% return, a $61,000 a year um, income means you need about $1.2 million in your, either in your superannuation or your investments, bringing you income. I'm talking income of um, or having assets of $1.2 million deriving a 5% income. Obviously, there's a pension there. But again, as I said, you know, we're not retiring anywhere near that. So hopefully, you know, to me, what I'm trying to do is help people understand that you need to focus on investments. You need to be buying and selling appreciating assets. You need to be looking at things like stocks who are paying good dividend yields um, who are that are growing in price. It'd be, it's simply because making 10 to 20% per annum is not hard using what we teach, what I teach in my book, Accelerate Your Wealth. And in my 
book ex- um, how to beat to manage funds by 20%. We're finding students of our diploma course getting 20% plus per annum quite consistently. Now imagine what you can do and compound your returns if you were doing that. And a lot of people tend to, I suppose, play that ostriches and duck their head in the sand and go, well, I'm paying money into super and there's a pension there. Uh, and that's okay if that's the way you are, but don't expect to have a comfortable a really comfortable retirement um, simply because, um, as they say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And, and probably, the, as I said, the biggest issue I have is people treating the pension as something that is a retirement savings plan, and it's not. Um, as I said, always plan to overshoot rather than undershoot. And they're finding most people in that 55 to 65-year age brackets are at least 30 to 50% behind where they should be in terms of their retirement savings. So think about putting more into your super. Think about using appreciating assets like shares of property for your um, wealth creation so that when you get to the retirement age, you have a lot more choices and um, rather than having choices pushed onto you or, sorry, um, conditions put onto you. So that's it for me for this week for um, for my podcast. As I said, you know, to me it's, um, you know, with the Labor Party not getting into the election that caused a lot of people to do a lot of things prior to the election and obviously the Liberal Coalition government is now in power and, and therefore I still think whilst I thought before the election the market would be bullish and it has continued to be bullish, I think it continually will be bullish over the next 12 months or so. And now's a really good time to get into the market and, and get some good returns there now that we've got a little bit more blue sky, I suppose, if that makes sense, so that uh, you can then plan for your time a little bit more. But uh, as I said, that's it for me. Hope you've enjoyed our podcast. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. Uh, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth. And goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab.